Hey guys, welcome to the dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's fine. You were just very quiet for what? Like, not for once. That's for to... once, because I'm not hammered out of my mind. <laughs> that sounded terrible. I didn't mean for once. Oh my god. Um, it was just shocking. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Dark Light Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. We are recording, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I didn't know if you stopped it. Um, today. Oh, oh sorry. Do you see? <laughs> Do you see what I see? No. In the title of our case, why is the writing so blocky and weird? Do you see that? yeah kind of actually <laughs> sorry that just i don't i don't know when that happened but. i don't know uh so today we decided to do two cold cases just because they are a little bit shorter so we figured two would make up a full episode so the first one we are going to do is on adam campbell and as we were pre-reading jen thought that we were intertwining these two <laughs> so when we finish adam i will make a note that we are switching on to the second cold case <laughs> my bad you're like wow i've heard of this guy but i've never heard of the other one i didn't know they were together and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> what other guy his dad his brother <laughs> you're like no <laughs> i could just be dumb <laughs> he's okay who needs smirks? Oh, it's me. I was waiting for you to start the podcast. <laughs> no, that's you. I, I also didn't realize that, and I was just kind of like blabbering, blabbering. <laughs> All right, oh, shit. Okay, so today we will be talking. Well, our first one will be Adam Campbell. He was described as a great guy who would give the shirt off of his back to anybody and make anybody feel comfortable and wanted. He was always there for people, giving his friends support. He was a really good guy, said his mother, Carolyn Hilling. Adam was a father to a young boy. He went to high school in the Escanaba area. During his teen years, he struggled with substance abuse. After school, he had briefly moved to Marquette. Mark, 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 <laughs> no, get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> My computer almost fell. Uh, after school, he had briefly lived in Marquette, but moved back to Escanaba with plans to start college classes in 2011. Adam's friend Ashley today? said. She- she had gotten a phone call from an unknown or he had gotten a phone call from an unknown number and it was a female asking if he wanted to go to the bar he showed up at Barnes bar but this unknown female was not present so he hung out with his friends and then decided to go home captain darren hunter of the escanaba Department of Public Safety said Adam had left Barron's bar and somebody had seen him leave and had a brief interaction with him he was walking westbound. That was the last time anybody would, ha- would have any type of interaction or sight of Adam. Around 3.30 a.m. Saturday, April 9th, 2011, the Department of Public Safety Central Dispatch received a call of a burning vehicle in between two garages in the back alleyway of a nearby residence. 
Firefighters quickly arrived on the scene, and once they were able to put out the fire, they had discovered a body inside, which would later be identified as Adam. Adam did not have a driver's license or a car, said his best friend Ashley, so he would not have been driving. Captain Hunter says that they do know who the car belongs to, but that he was not able to go into any more detail. It is mentioned that Adam was killed before being placed into the car, but there is no mention on how he died. I think that the police are trying to keep that to themselves so that when they have a suspect, they can use that information to their advantage. When the police had to notify Carolyn, when the police had to notify Carolyn, Adam's mother, about the discovery of her son's body, she had been at work, and she said, quote, I collapsed at work basically when they came and told me that it was my son. Adam had tried to call his mom, but she never answered. She had decided that it was too late and she was too tired. She said, she says, so I have a lot of wonder if it could have been him trying to get out of that situation. The girl never showed and he wouldn't have continued the night out if he had gotten a hold of somebody. I hold myself personally accountable for it often, even though I know I shouldn't. Police believed early on that Adam's death was actually a case of mistaken identity as they have not found any reasons from his past that would lead him on to have such a tragic death. Adam's father committed suicide six months after the death of his son. It was too much for him to handle. Carolyn still is very active in the social media trying to get answers for her son's unlawful death. If you have any information regarding this case, please notify someone of authority sorry i didn't look who to notify i can do that real quick his mother and his friends and everyone else in the community would love to have some closure that's all his mom wants is closure adam campbell i'm just gonna see sorry there's also like an english actor um named adam campbell that keeps popping up when i go to google him Um, let me just see here. The end. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So if you do have any information, you can contact Crime Stoppers tip line at 1-800-222-8477. Again, that is 1-800-222-8477. You can also contact the Escanaba Department of Public Safety by phone at 906-786-5911 or send a private message to their Facebook. You can find the Justice for Adam Campbell's Facebook page, which is just Justice for Adam Campbell. There is 1.7 million likes and 1.8 thousand uh followers sorry 1.7 thousand likes it looks like the most recent posting was in 2016 so hopefully we can oh no that's a lie i just scrolled down one more thing and it was 2020 so anyways if you guys have any information you guys can call those numbers because Carolyn would love to have some closure. Like, it, I can not even imagine not knowing, like, just having no knowledge whatsoever as to what happened. 
like at all. No. That, that would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't. I don't think I could live with it. No. Honestly. No. But, and like, this is going to sound incredibly morbid. At least she knows he's dead. Like, where's missing people, you don't yeah, know you if they're... Yeah, you just don't know if they're being tortured, you don't know... Like, if they're alive, if they're dead, if they just peaced out, if they're being held, like, you have no idea. Yeah. And no explanation. Speaking of having absolutely no information or explanation and no closure, we are going to move on to Brian Schaefer. So Brian Schaefer was a 27-year-old medical student at Ohio State University when he went missing. But before we go into the night that he was last seen, let's back up a little bit and learn about who he was. Brian grew up in Pickerton, Ontario. That's wrong. Nope, we're not Canadian. Well, we're Canadian, but the case isn't Canadian. It it says Ohio. It does. But apparently I was just going... (laughs) Um, Pickerton, Ohio. His parents were Randy and Renee Schaefer. He was the eldest son. He had a younger brother, Derek. And after graduating high school, he went off to college earning a degree in microbiology. He continued his studies by going into the medical profession. He started at OCU College of Medicine in 2004. Brian went into the medical field, although his true dream was to start a band. He was very much inspired by Jimmy Buffett. And all of and his all-time favorite brand, band, not brand, band, Pearl Jam, which he also had their logo tattooed on his arm. Sadly, in 2006, Brian would suffer a major loss in his life after his mother passed away of bone cancer. Her death had been hard on him, according, but according to his friends, he was dealing with it well. It was at college that he met the love of his life, another medical student, Alexis Wagoner. She has gone on to complete her PhD, so congratulations, Alexis! Woo! Good job! I wasn't ready. (laughs) Oh, it's me. Yeah. I really wasn't ready. (laughs) Brian's friends and family believed he would be proposing to Alexis soon, likely on their 2006 Miami trip, which they had planned for spring break in April. Brian had really liked more tropical places. He loved the relaxing lifestyle that the tropical brought. According to Brian's friends, he really wanted to pursue a band in honor of Jimmy Buffett. Even though his career choice was medical, he would have loved to start that band. (laughs) Spring break was approaching this weekend, and it was Friday. In honor of celebrating, Randy took Brian out for a steak dinner. Brian was planning on meeting up with his friends, or his friend, William Clint Florence, Flor- Florence, a.k.a. Clint, just Clint, for a night out. Randy thought this wasn't the best idea as Brian had seemed exhausted from partying the night before and cramming studies in for the exams, but Randy kept the thought to himself. Brian is a college student, an adult, and he is able to make his own decisions. Brian met Clint at the Ugly Tuna Saloon around 9 p.m., as planned. The Ugly Tuna was a, s- a saloon was a bar in South Gateway Complex on High Street in Columbus. Around 10 p.m., an hour after arriving at the bar, he called his girlfriend Alexis, who had arrived at the to- 
What was this again? Toledo. Toledo? To visit her family. Also in Toledo, not at the Toledo. Oh, in Toledo. <laughs> um, to visit her family before the big spring break getaway. Clint and Brian went bar hopping, hopping around several bars in the area, having at least one shot in each bar. Bar, 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 according to Clint. <laughs> After visiting the bars around, Clint called a friend Meredith Reed. After midnight, who gave them a ride back to the Ugly Tuna Saloon where the two had started the night off. Video surveillance shows the three riding up the escalator and the exit and exiting the camera where they walked into the bar. Meredith stayed to have a drink with the two. That was where Brian left his friends. Clint and Meredith tried looking for Brian calling him with no success. When the bar closed at 2 a.m., the two waited outside for Brian, thinking that he would have to exit the bar at some point to head home. When Brian didn't show up outside the bar, the two decided to leave. They just kind of assumed that Brian had already went home without saying goodbye. Over the weekend, Alexis and Randy had tried multiple times to reach Brian by phone, but none went went answered. They waited to see if he would show up for the flight to Miami. He was so excited for that trip. It was one he would not miss. But when Brian missed his Monday morning flight, they knew something was very wrong. That was when they made the devastating choice to report Brian to the Columbus (laughs) police as a missing person. Investigations began at the last place Brian was known, the Ugly Tuna Saloon. Like I said before, this is where they had discovered the footage of the three of them entering the bar around 1.15 a.m. Around 1.55 a.m., there was another shot of the footage that showed him outside the bar saying goodbye to some ladies and then re-entering the bar, or so we're me to assume. That's just because of the way that the camera's facing. You can't actually see him enter. But he didn't go the other way to exit, so. So in theory, he could have walked the other way down the street? No, because it's a second level. So there's, like, the only other exit, which we will talk about in, like, the next thing, is that construction one. Okay. Yeah. The camera is placed at the top of the entrance of the bar facing the escalators you have to take to exit the building or enter the bar you never actually see him enter but where you enter there isn't anything else other than the bar and we don't see him exit the saloon either the ugly tuna saloon had all exits covered by cameras except for one that is off limits to patreons patrons patreon is a podcast thing (laughs) Which we might sign up for. We don't know yet. But. We will. Eventually. Yeah. Once we we have a little bit of an idea on what we'd like to offer you guys. Or if you guys want to send in some ideas on what you want for Patreon. But anyways, that is off limits to patrons. (laughs) What's the word again? (laughs) Um, that enters into a construction site, which would have been very difficult for a sober person to navigate, never mind someone that has been drinking all night. Although it would be difficult, it isn't ruled out. Not to mention, the camera footage also shows two armed police officers there all night at the entrance of the bar. One theory is that he may have jumped off the balcony onto the little roof, then down. 
but how with how crowded the place was that night it would be unlikely he went unnoticed they did check all the security cameras around the, the streets in the area as well with no avail there is an elevator in the bar as well as emergency stairs. The band that was playing that night took the elevator down with all of the equipment. After reviewing, after reviewing the footage, they determined that Brian did not leave out those exits with the band. Police did interview all the band members just in case, but they all concluded that Brian did not leave with them, nor was he with them that night. The authorities realized that maybe he changed clothes or hid his face from the cameras. Although looking many times over and over, no sign that Brian left the bar came about. They did also look at other bar cameras in the area to see if they could find anything. But again, they had no luck. Randy and Alexis were asked to take lie detector tests, which they did, and they passed. When Clint was asked to take one, he declined. Many people have such different views on polygraph tests. Lots will not take one because they are not very accurate. Although it looks very shady not to take one, some people just won't take one, and that is okay. But before you start, would you take a polygraph test? No. No? But I'm just a very nervous person, and I know it goes off of heart rates and stuff like yeah. that, and I would just fail either way. Yeah. Even if I, like... 100% did not do it. Yeah. I'd fail. Fun fact, if you're applying for the RCMP, you used to have to, like, mandatory to take a lie detector test, but because of how bad they are, they don't do them anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. The RCMP is Canada's police, by the <laughs> way. What is it? Royal Mounted Canadian Police? Yes. yes. Look at me. I'm smart. <laughs> smarty, smarty oh. pants. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. When investigators finished looking through the bar with no signs of Brian, they started with the roof of the building and made their way down. They took it out to the street with, sh- I almost said street dogs. <laughs> Those little thug muffins. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was not expecting the thug muffins. <laughs> uh with search dogs they searched dumpsters asking people on the streets to no avail at brian's apartment his bed was made and his car was parked nothing looked out of the ordinary before going to bed after brian's disappearance alexis would call his phone every evening before bed and it would always go straight to voicemail except for one evening six months after he went missing His phone started to ring. Alexis was so excited. Can you imagine the first call in six months and it finally starts ringing? No one answered, though. And uh, she was pretty pissed, so they got this investigated. And the phone company actually just said it was a glitch. Basically, they said that sometimes when a phone can't connect to a tower, it'll bounce around till it can connect. Which causes the phone to ring. They said this is what happened in this case. Pearl Jam, again, Brian's favorite band, had a concert in Cincinnati a year after his disappearance, where in between their songs they had asked if any if they had asked if anyone had any tips in his disappearance. They did get a few, but none of those tips ended up panning out. 
There have been sightings in Michigan, Texas, and even Sweden, but again, none of these leads panned out. In 2020, there was hope that hit the family, when, or which the FBI ended up ruling as false hope. But there was an American homeless man found in Tijuana, Mexico, who had an uncanny re- resemblance to Brian. The FBI ruled that this was not Brian by the facial recognize, rec- recognition. Recognition. Yeah, they had to do, like, the whole, like, because this person does look a lot like Brian, so they had to do, like, the whole, like, face recognition, like... Will we like, be putting that one on our podcast? That pic- Those pictures side by side? Um, yeah, we can. Okay, just so if people like are listening the and they want to see, see it, then... Okay. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. All right, so Derek, Brian's brother, had to deal with his mother's death three weeks later, his brother's disappearance, and sadly, another tragedy hit him in September 2008 during a really bad storm. After the storm was done, Randy, his father, was cleaning debris out from his yard in Baltimore when a branch from a nearby tree fatally struck him. Neighbors found his body the next morning and called it in. Randy had an online obituary where he... (laughs) Sorry, I was just reading. It's like, Joe, Joe, Joe. (laughs) Which is not true. (laughs) No, I do not want that much to read. (laughs) Where you can comment your condolences on the bottom. When a weird message had appeared, it read, To Dad, Love, Brian, from the Virgin Islands. When authorities looked into this, thinking maybe Brian had run off, not ran, To start a new life, they discovered it came from a a public computer in Franklin County, which was determined to not be a solid lead, probably someone making a sick prank on the family and friends. Before Ryan's passing, him and other parents of missing adults in Ohio were lobbying the state legislation to pass a bill establishing statewide protocol on how to handle these cases. When Brian's case happened, it was up to each department on how they wanted to handle the case. Because of this, it's not done like how if a child goes missing, there's different protocols for that. But when an adult goes missing, they have the right to go missing. Yeah. Which is really stupid. Because yes, you do. But when you're like, no, that's not right. Yeah. Then like, like... And I get that some people do just run away, but every, even if it is a runaway case, you should still look into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. just drives me crazy. Um, but this would end up where lots of the relatives would end up having to basically run the investigation because, again, the police are like, well, they have a right to run. Uh, but when Randy died, the bill had been passed. So now... There is a state law in Ohio so that if there is an adult missing, everybody in each department has the same protocol that they have to do. I don't know what that protocol is. I did not look it up. But <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's. I can quickly look it up. <laughs> if you want to for the end of the podcast even though no one knows what happened to brian after the fateful morning of april 1st 2006 there are some theories out there the first one is that brian ran away brian had a lot of stress in his life his mother's passing med school finals 
Did he just give up this life for a new one? It was apparently said that he may have said to Alexis prior to him disappearing that you just need to move on and find someone else. Did it, occur, did it occur to anyone else that he made an effort to talk to or see everybody that he loved the day he went missing? He went for dinner with his dad. He had invited his brother, but he didn't come. And he had called Alexis that night. Randy had canceled Brian's credit card and bank cards in fear someone might try to use them. So there, those would be a dead end. When he went missing, he had not yet received his nearly two, uh, sorry, $20,000 payout from his mom's insurance, which he was expected to get, like, real soon. Randy had also written Brian a check for $4,500 for his tuition the next quarter, but that was also never checked into the Ohio State. Did he forget? Did he lose it? Did he not want to spend his dad's money if he wasn't going to go back to school and just leave? Another theory is suicide. Randy did not think that Brian was suicidal now, or even if Brian hid that from everyone. You can hide your emotions, but you can't hide your own body after you killed yourself. Where would he have done it to never be found? Was he fairly intoxicated? He was fairly intoxicated that night. Could he have found a perfect place to hide? Now, the last theory is that maybe he did go out that back exit into the construction zone. Maybe to run away or take a shortcut home, but maybe he fell into one of the construction holes in the process and got covered up after. So when I wrote this next part, I don't think I was really thinking when I was writing it, but like, if you were, like, cause like, I don't know about you, but if something is out of place, I notice it. Yeah. Or like, like, frick, we were driving today and you're like, what are those oranges? I'm like, I don't know. I thought they were rocks. And we drove by and they were actually just oranges. <laughs> but like, you know, something's out of place and you see it, something like is hiding. You yeah. see it. And so when I wrote this, I was kind of talking like, how, how do you not see that? Mm-hmm. How do you not see a body in a hole that you are supposed to be watching? Yeah. But, like, I could also understand if you're in, like, the big tractor things and, you know, you can't really see. But usually, I mean, I could be wrong on this because I've never worked in construction or anything like that. But you do have so many people around. It's not just, like, it's not usually just one person, like, pushing all the dirt back into the hole kind of thing, right? Yeah. There is, like multiple different people there's people in equipment there's people on the ground there's i'm sure if that was the case somebody would have noticed yeah and like yeah i mean like i understand how you could miss it but it just doesn't seem likely that you would miss a full human body and Mm -hmm. multiple because i'm sure it's not just like one construction worker yeah multiple so if they did see it did they just cover it up which is not good <laughs> and, and i don't very know unlikely yeah unless they're like oh so much paper yeah like but i would like you would have to be a really shitty person to do that yeah um if they didn't just see him and they did end up covering him up 
wouldn't the cadaver dogs pick up his scent if he was there? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, like, it wasn't like they completely finished everything and then the cadaver dogs went. Like, they were there that next week. Yeah. So, I feel like they would pick it up. I feel like they would, too, if he was there. Mm-hmm. Unless the construction hole was, like, so far down, but dogs have good sense. Yeah, <laughs> This story trips me out because what the actual fuck happened? If Brian was alive today, he would be 42 year old, 42 years old. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation released a digital mock-up of what Brian would probably look like today in hopes that anyone might recognize him. The Central Ohio Crime Stoppers are offering a $100,000 reward to anyone who can locate Brian. Brian was last seen wearing jeans, a blue or green striped shirt, and tennis shoes. He is six foot two inches tall, weighing 170 pounds, roughly, and he has brown hair and hazel eyes. So I am trying to look this up, but I'm not really seeing. Oh, one second here. Okay, maybe this was it. Um, let me see. Um, what? No, I can't find it. Okay, at the time you file a report, this is from the Ohio Missing Persons Checklist and Procedures. Oh, clevelandmissing.org. So at the time that you file a report, law enforcement may ask you to supply the following information. The missing person's full name, date of birth, social security, details on where they were last seen or heard from, details on any vehicles involved, details on any persons who were with them, details on what the person was wearing, and a current photograph. Uh, Let me go down here. Okay, so steps, take steps to help investigators after a, after a uh, report is filed. Maintain a cooperative dialogue with investigators in law. Okay, what is like the law? Okay, I can't find it. That was just basically like, take care of yourself. (laughs) That was actually one of the things was like how to take care of yourself. Well, I haven't figured that out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Diddle. (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you for listening to the Dark Light Podcast once again. We have so much fun recording. We do. Like, it's just so much fun. If I had, like, endless time, I would just record. And, like, like, research wasn't an issue. (laughs) Like, I could literally just do a podcast just talking. If I could, like, because I do have two kids, and it is hard, like, I mean, we have this little studio, Mm -hmm. but if I bring the kids in here, they just fuck shit up, (laughs) so that's hard, and then, like, I I can't do things on my phone because I'm already 
struggling to see on this like yeah. what, what I'm trying so I think I'm gonna get like a little keypad for my iPad yeah keypad for my iPad <laughs> um so that when I'm in bed I can like well since I'm leaving this laptop here you can use it but uh fair warning she's slow <laughs> well you'd come back to a punch <laughs> she's not like 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 once you click like once she's up and running She's fine, but the first, like, ten minutes that I turn her on, she just does she, not want to run. She takes a minute to get going. <laughs> yes. She is not a morning person. Neither am I. But, I mean, that's, like, my computer, too. If I try and do things, like, right off the hop. Yeah. She's like, mm-mm. Yeah. No, 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 no. My, my morning one. coffee. Yeah. My new one, I just got a new laptop, like, specifically for research and stuff. And it's just like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, oh, yes. I love it. But I, like, went to go set it up yesterday. <laughs> Adam was so mad at me. I went to go set it up yesterday. And he's, like, doing his own thing. And I'm like, Adam. And he's like, what? I'm like, I need help. And he's like, what? So he comes in. And I'm like, it's all in French. And he's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Clearly I turned it to <laughs> French and I can't read how to get it back. Yeah. So then he's, like, going, like, and I'm like, oh, how'd you get it into English? He's like, all I did was press the back button. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's all? And then he's, like, passes it to me again, and I'm trying to put in his Wi-Fi password, and I'm like, Adam? (laughs) And he's like, what? Your Wi-Fi's not working? he's like, okay. So then he, like, types it in, works immediately. And he's like, you just want me to set the rest up? And I'm like yes please <laughs> he's like oh, okay <laughs> i think setting up computers is like the worst part yeah and it's not even like it's hard no like it, it's it's not a hard thing to do like, i wish i could just get a laptop and it would be like bam ready yeah it knows everything it just knows who i am yeah everything else knows cool. your phone well, knows not really not in that well technically now yeah but you still have to like set it up but you Mm. can just skip that part you should just be (laughs) able to be like hi my name is jen blah 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 (laughs) i speak english um i would like to download this 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 i would like my password to be this 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 this. (laughs) yeah everything else. anybody who makes computers please do that (laughs) yeah just like and then like just have it so that you can go in and then from there, okay, the language thing, I can understand that. Trying to find a language. And I get the Wi-Fi thing. But just like, okay, maybe click your language, let it go in. And then from like your home screen, you can go in and do everything yeah. else. That would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So I know I already said this, but thanks for listening to the Dark Light Podcast. Just a reminder, I'm Joe. And I'm Jen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at darklightpod1. Or on Instagram at dark.klight.podcast underscore. Or you can email us at darklightpodcast at hotmail.com with any interesting stories that you may have or things, um, story requests that we can look into 
we we'll hope see you. to see you next week. I know we've been a little bit slow uh, with the Christmas holidays. Yeah, it's but been Christmas and just wacky all over the place. We'll get back into it. We promise. Yeah. Adam's Adam has family uptown, so I haven't like not uptown, but in town. Yeah. So I haven't been able to like research super much and just like, traveling all over. Yeah. Stupid, it's just... So we'll probably see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday season, whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate, I hope you had a good time not doing that. I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Be safe on New Year's Eve when you go party. I'm getting... A Christmas dinner for New Year's Eve, but it's going to be like a New Year's Eve dinner, but Christmas style. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited, but we're not doing like we're not like going out or anything. We're just gonna have a chill time at home. That'll be nice. Chill yeah. times at home are always nice. Yes, very much needed. Also, he's he's a little upsetty spaghetti that I kind of ditched him on Christmas. Though my sister was getting married, so like. Mm. <laughs> I mean, she already has been married once to the same guy. They were just, like, legalizing it. But still. Oh, yeah. Anywho. I kind of forgot recording. That's I'm okay. just, like, getting saucy. <laughs> just let me know when you want to stop. All right, guys. Bye. To, not yet. Don't forget to... Keep your lights on!